0: Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food and fitness come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast about food and fitness. I am Sadie.
1: I am Sasha. And we
0: are powered by Little Movements Apparel. You can find them online, littlemovementsapparel.com, on Instagram, at littlemovementsapparel. They're an activewear and athleisure company by women for women. And you can tell the second that you put on any of their gear, because... I don't know about you, Sasha, but like who puts who puts clips on the back of a sports bra that you have to pull over your head and then clip? Like, yeah, who d- that's made by a It's awkward
1: and not. I mean, you can't even get it off correctly. No, and when, when you're I sweaty, it get you gets st- stuck on my ears, and I don't forget like that.
0: about it. That doesn't happen with little <laughs> movements. They are. Great, affordable, quality, active wear that you can find online at littlemovementsapparel.com. They update their inventory frequently, so keep an eye on their Instagram, at littlemovementsapparel, for product updates. And use our code NEATHEAD at checkout to save 20% on your entire order. That's a lot.
1: Yeah, it is. That's
0: like half a bra. And it's
1: already reasonably priced, so you're getting uh, a great deal.
0: It is. Check them out, littlemovementsapparel.com. Thanks, Little Movements. You're dope. Today in studio, we have Mrs. Nebraska 2020 Titan Games Season 2 contestant, And someone that I've been a fan of for quite a while, Dr. Jamie Seaman. Dr. Fit and Fabulous, how are you? Hello.
2: Thank you guys for having me. It's good (laughs) to be here. Our
0: pleasure, our pleasure. How how are you holding up these days as a doctor in the days of COVID?
2: You know... You just keep going. Uh-huh. You just keep rolling with mm-hmm. the punches. Twenty twenty, you don't, you don't know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: It changes on the daily, it, it is, seems it is. like.
2: It's the ultimate like video game
0: level right now. They just <laughs> keep moving the goalpost for us. So on your Instagram, you talk uh, very extensively. You used to have a lot of health issues before you found fitness. Um, let's talk about that a little bit to get started. What were your biggest motivators when you started your fitness journey?
2: So when I was a young girl, I was a I was a three sport athlete. I was super active, but being that physically active allowed me to really get away with eating poorly and Mm -hmm. nothing against my parents. But I grew up in the eighties and nineties when it was everything out of a box. I ate hamburger helper, like without the hamburger in it. (laughs) (laughs) And then fast forward to college, here I am a collegiate athlete. I'm getting a degree in nutrition, right? I should have like all the information. I should know how to feel my body, but I always say I'm just as human as my patients are. And I went to medical school. Suddenly, I was very sedentary. I started a family with my husband. We had mm-hmm. three daughters. They're all 23 months apart. And pregnancy in and of itself is one of the greatest physiologic tests of a woman's lifetime. So here I am in my third pregnancy. And I failed all my glucose testing during my pregnancy. I was wow. diagnosed with hypothyroidism and then eventually diagnosed with prediabetes. And from the outside, I mean, if you were to look at a picture of me, I don't think that if we took a social media poll- I don't think anybody would say I looked unhealthy. And I Mm -hmm. think that's one of the biggest messages that people need to hear is that you don't really know what's going on underneath the surface. And despite how physically active I was, I had really, really bad metabolic disease underneath. And it creates just these very vague symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're just, you're kind of tired. You've got a little bit of acne, like you just, just very, very subtle signs and symptoms. But I was on a five-year plan to type two diabetes And so, you know, I, I fixed my nutrition and, you know, reverse my diabetes, reverse my hypothyroidism. But what started is really just changing my nutrition literally manifested in changes in all areas of my life. Because once the fog was finally lifted Mm -hmm. and I had the energy to, you know, pursue other passions and things like that, it was, it was a total game changer. It is.
0: It's amazing. People don't realize when you change the quality of food that you put in your body, how your body responds to that Mm -hmm. and how quickly.
1: Yeah. We call that, we refer to that as like the snowball quite frequently effect, on, yeah. the, on our podcast, just because like it could start off as, just, as something as simple as paying more attention to your diet. And then that a- almost automatically always snowballs into other healthier choices that in your life, um, we highly recommend getting a physical before you're starting um, a fitness and nutrition plan. Like, can you talk about the importance of setting a baseline? For someone who's just starting out or even just rejoining their journey? Yeah, I
2: think it's important for patients to understand where they're starting from. Just like you're saying, get a baseline, see where you're at right now, and and then decide where you want to go and how you're going to get there. Um, I think that... Every single person should understand what their metabolic health looks like because mm-hmm. when we talk about nutrition, it's so individualized, right? Mm-hmm. For somebody like me with a history of insulin resistance, obviously avoiding carbohydrates or only using them for training pre or post workout is going to be a good tool to use. Mm-hmm. But for somebody that's very insulin sensitive, then maybe restricting those isn't going to be the best option. So I think that we should always do baseline insulin sensitivity testing. And I wish my doctors would have, you mm-hmm. know, doctors are like the worst patients, right? We don't even <laughs> get physicals. Right? right. We just assume everything's going right. Cause we, we know what we're talking you about. You can Kind of troubleshoot yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So I think that people should have, you know, get baseline labs, get a baseline physical, understand where you're starting from. And, and then you have benchmarks too. You have actual mm-hmm. objective data to say, oh my gosh, look what I've done in the last 365 days. And the thing for people to remember too, is that you don't just get to a certain point and then you just stay there. You don't right. ever get to stay yeah, there. Right. Even to stay there, you have to continue to work at mm-hmm. it. And so It's always just, it's, it's a continuum and wherever you're at on that continuum, uh, it still takes energy either to go up or down or stay in the same place.
1: Do you recommend then like once you get that first initial baseline, checking in again with yourself in a year's time?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think you should figure out at which frequency you're going to kind of assess these benchmarks. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think one of the Bad things that people do is maybe assess them too frequently and then Mm -hmm. make changes and and rash judgments. Oh, see, I did this for fourteen days and it didn't work. See, (laughs) right, (laughs) right. But I think that we use we use that type of data to what I call blame, shame, and justify. We use it to like justify things um, or or behaviors just because it's it's not truly what we want to do. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: And we talk about that a lot, especially when we talk in regards to the scale. Like the scale's not your enemy. The scale is just a tool for you to collect data about your relationship with gravity. Like. We, we try to talk about that a lot because I do feel like in fitness, there is way too fucking much shaming when it comes to your your methodology of fitness, what you eat, um, just anything you do. Like mm-hmm. the microscope is so on you, especially when you're a woman in the health and fitness arena. I feel like it's yeah. just, you can never fucking do anything right. Someone's always saying something about it. Um, but really, you just you just really need to be in tune with your body. Yeah. And we we preach that a lot like go get a physical, but you're a doctor. So right. you can actually like I'm not this a doctor. Is why. Yeah. My office number is. Yeah, yes. yeah for sure. Yes. We'll uh we'll put your link up online on our uh, on our show page to drfitandfabulous.com for that. Um fitness obviously has changed your life the same way that it's changed our lives. Um if you had one
2: piece of advice for someone that's starting their fitness journey today, what would that be? I think for women in particular, I would say lift heavy things mm, because yes you know, I was a, I was this three sport athlete. I go to college. I was a two-time lifter of the year at Nebraska. Um, but just like what you were referring to, I think women have these social pressures and, and, you know, we just feel so confined to this box that having muscles Mm -hmm. is masculine and, and, when I left Nebraska, I literally vowed to never lift another weight. I really did. I was like, I can't wait to lose these quads. I can't <laughs> wait to fit in a pair of jeans again. You know, I went to medical school and it was like taking off my athlete hat and putting on my doctor coat. And and it did feel like just a good transition in life. But then what happened is, you know, my health caught up to me and mm-hmm. I realized that, it's use it or lose it, and I think if if you only have twenty or thirty minutes or whatever it is to devote to your your fitness and wellness or whatever it is, I think that you're going to get more bang for your buck doing resistance training than you are, you know, doing cardio. And, mm-hmm. and what we know even is that just the repetitive motions of things like treadmills and ellipticals are so bad on your joints. And for women, especially as you go through this transition, I'm not there yet, thank God, but perimenopause (laughs) and menopause, as you go through that transition and you start accelerating your lean body mass losses with each decade of your life, the one Mm -hmm. thing you have to protect you against metabolic disease is lean body mass. So instead of worrying about the scale and worrying about your, what your weight is, you know, I can tell a patient, this is a healthy body fat percentage. But what Mm -hmm. I can't do is I can't look at you on the table and say you're under muscled or over muscled or whatever it is, right? We don't know uh, what poundage or percent of your body weight should your lean body mass be. But what we know is that the more lean body mass you have, it's protective against metabolic disease, cardiovascular disease, cancer, diabetes, all the things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if I had one piece of advice for women, it's, it's lift heavy things and, um, it's, it will change your body. It's not going to, everyone says I want to tone up. It's not yeah. going to I, I hate that. that. I hate that. It takes so like much. an excessive amount of work to get really jacked. It okay? does. It does. It does. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I've been telling my mom, I've been doing this for almost <laughs> six years and I'm like, mom, I've been trying to get too big for years. Like it just doesn't happen. Uh, when we talk about, as we get older as women,
2: osteoporosis is something we have to fight too. And, uh, lifting heavy things helps with that as well, correct? Yes, absolutely. We have to put stress on the bones. That's what causes our body to lay down more glue and cement inside those bones. And the and the two things that women really can do for their bone health is lift heavy things and eat adequate protein. And women yep. are really bad at, you know, at eating protein yep. and meat mm-hmm. and fat have been really vilified in the diet. And so uh you know, in in 2020, when people say, well, you know, what's your advice? I say, eat meat and lift weights. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's my tagline. (laughs) Yeah. I
1: was actually, I'm really glad you brought that up because I feel like as women specifically, we're told you can't have this, stay away from this, don't do that. Uh, Could you discuss the importance of nutrition specifically a little bit more in depth for women and maybe dispel some of those common misconceptions about I feel like just in general, our relationship as food as females.
2: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, first of all, it's confusing, right? Mm-hmm. You get on the internet and you're like, you got carnivores over here and you got vegans and plant based over here and mm-hmm. everybody's confused as whole food. What do I do? Do I eat carbs do I not eat carbs? So it's very confusing for consumers. Um, and women in particular have this very poor relationship with food, and I mm-hmm. and I did too. You know, when I got when I left college and went to medical school and was trying to maintain my weight, I was just trying to count calories. Yep. So here I am rationing my goldfish crackers. You mm-hmm. know, as I'm laying in yep. bed, like, okay, 50, 50 is a serving, forty nine. Okay, here we go. I'm <laughs> yeah. staying in my I'm staying in my limits, and so I think that's the difficult part. Is you know, calories in, calories out, it's been overplayed. It just gives people once again a justification to eat. Bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> as long yeah, as they, yeah, As long as I keep it less than two thousand calories or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So when we think about nutrition and how to really fuel our body, first of all, I think we should think about eating and and lifting the same way. We should do it to grow, not to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you gaining? Not what, what. Not what are you losing? And. When we look at macronutrients, right? We have protein, fat, and carbs. We always need to set protein high. It's very difficult to get fat eating too much protein. As we age, we become less efficient at digesting and utilizing protein. So, sorry, Grandma, but you know your stomach (laughs) acid isn't as good, and Uh and you actually need more meat than than your daughter does. So, so we always set protein high, and then you essentially have to pick which horse you're going to ride. We know you can't overeat carbs and fat together. You have to figure out which one you're going to consume, or figure out how to consume them both. in moderation mm-hmm. and um and my personal opinion almost probably 80 90% of the world could probably live on baseline fat oxidation and just use carbs for performance mm-hmm. so and that's difficult because when fat really got vilified in our diet 20 30 years ago now every single food item has processed flours mm-hmm. and carbohydrates mm-hmm. and sugars and vegetable oils and it's just driving the inflammation
1: and i i, I do want to like drive home the importance because we brought it up before but i think that it's an overlooked thing so like now it's advertised protein this is high in protein but i think that it's really important to read your labels on what you're putting inside your body because just because it says it's high in protein doesn't mean that that's necessarily a a high quality protein yeah it
0: could be high in eight million other things too including msg and like you never know yeah
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're clever with marketing these days, Mm -hmm, you know, and the words that they put on there to, to draw us in and and take our money. And so you can never go wrong with whole food products, right? So I always tell people the longer the ingredient list gets, the more trouble you're going to get into chicken, one ingredient chicken. It's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's what people need to, to, to be savvy about is understanding how to read a nutrition label and understanding that uh, it's not what's on the front of the package. It's what's on the back. Yeah
1: perfectly i'm like writing down all these (laughs) highlights i'm like pull
2: this out this is
1: great this is another great point (laughs) um we do talk a lot about balance um and discipline yes and consistency we call it the mtk bingo card so if you've been keeping track this is our if we had had a drinking
0: game our three (laughs) words would be balance consistency and discipline i feel like Uh, yeah
1: but they i mean i think that on this journey they're the three most important parts Like you're a super busy person. Like you have a lot of stuff
2: going on. What helps you the
1: most to keep those three things in balance with each other?
2: Well, you know, I thought my life was balanced five years ago, Mm -hmm. right? So I was working hard in my career. I was a mom. But what I was perpetually doing is putting everything else in my world ahead of of my own health and happiness and Mm -hmm. wellness and what the, the shift that, that truly happened five years ago actually is that I lost one of my best friends and, and she died and she was healthy and she was young and, and, she sh- and she shouldn't have died really in all honesty. And I decided that day that I didn't know how many days I had left. I didn't yeah. know if I was going to wake up the next day and that's just the truth of it. We don't know. You know, I could walk out of here and get hit by a bus. That's just the reality. And so what you have to do is you have to prioritize in your day what is most important Because that's going to drive those things you're talking about, balance, consistency, right? So I say, okay, I'm going to work every single day to feel the best I can, function the best I can so that I can give the most to the world. I always say you can't fill other people's cups if your pitcher's empty. So my goal when I hit the floor at 4.30 a.m. is to make sure my freaking pitcher's full. And I do that by eating right and working out and doing all those things. And and when it comes to, I hate the word balance because I feel like if you, you know slide this way on the teeter-totter then then you're you're I just hate that word. Yeah, I, I like the word harmony better. Okay, because I feel, feel like, like, yeah. I feel like it's okay to not be giving a lot over here. If you're giving more over here, that's okay as mm-hmm. long as they're working in harmony and understanding that at any moment you may need to shift and 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 put more over here and not over here. And so, um, I don't. It just it just your teeter totter. always <laughs> have to be level. Well, I, yeah, that's
1: a great way to put it too. I think because when people think about balance, that is what they picture uh-huh. is a teeter totter. But like you said, there are going to be some days where like maybe you just don't have it in your tank that day to do like the journey, the, the, the fitness thing. Yeah. And you've got to invest a little bit more of your time that day to something over here.
2: Yeah. And, that's and I okay. just feel like, you know, people, moms, especially we feel mm-hmm. selfish when mm-hmm. we decide that we're going to do something over, you know, something for our children or whatever it is. But um, we have to understand that it's okay to give more energy to this side. Um, as long as we're respecting what's going on, you know, on the other side and, yeah. and um, you can call it whatever you want. You know, it's just, it's, balance, harmony. It's, yeah. it's all the same idea, but but just finding how things work best for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And
0: I feel like that's that's a really, really difficult part of all of this that we talk about when we talk about nutrition and your fitness and finding finding what that harmony is. It takes a lot of time and a lot of people don't want to put the time and effort into it.
1: It's an investment. It is. It is an investment in yourself.
0: And I mean, I feel like you can, you see all three of us, we're all sitting here. We're happier. We're healthy. We feel good about ourselves. We're in a good headspace. Like it's, it's just so, I wish, I wish everybody would try it long enough for it to work. Right. Because nobody, nobody goes out the first time. Oh, I'm going to get fit three weeks later, this sucks. I heard all the time. I'm done.
1: Like, no, keep right. going. Don't stop. Well, that is a question. I think that's an interesting question to ask you too, is like people want what they want when they want it now. That's just the society that we live in. But like, what would be some words of advice that you give to people? Like just stick with it. Like it's worth it, but here's why. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So when, I mean, we talk about behavior change and, mm-hmm. and we use words like, oh, just be more disciplined, work harder, you know, invest more. Right when we look at the people who are able to accomplish really amazing things in life, a lot of it is in mindset Mm -hmm. and it's in, it's having a growth growth mindset. And I always ask patients, I'm like, listen, is the future attractive to you? And if they don't immediately say yes, I know they're not going to change. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you have to get to that point where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. But, but I think that you have to have, you know, always something bigger, always something more, you know, I've accomplished a lot in 2020, but I got way bigger things that, you know, I'm going after and that's attractive to me and that Mm -hmm. gets me out of bed every day and that keeps me going because some days are just going to suck, you know? Some days aren't going to be fun. So mm-hmm. what keeps you going in those times and it's and it's always having that bigger picture in your head and not just the the day to day, you know, right. mundane hard work tasks that that have to get done.
1: That goal setting. We talk we've done a few episodes where we talk even just a small goal because your goals are ever evolving typically. Like if you can just set a small goal and get to that instead of being like I'm going to have abs in 30 days. First of all, I don't have abs and I've been working out a really long time. Like it's just not in my genes. I think that just setting yourself up for success by doing like smaller goals, like finding that thing that'll get you out of bed that day to go do that thing. Like those, those things are Important, I think, is and especially in 2020 with everything that's going on in the world,
2: yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's important. I always say, if you need to lose 50 pounds, don't worry about losing 50 pounds, worry about losing one pound, yes, Off. and then do it again, yep, and then do it again, and then do it again. And when you break it down into those manageable steps, it also helps build confidence in you, mm-hmm. okay. I've done it once, okay. I can do it again, I can do it again, and just do it again, and you just keep going. And as long as you don't know, stop, you're going to get there,
1: yeah, yeah. That's like, perfectly. That's like a mic drop. Moment, it is. Dude. It is. Like, that's perfectly said. And honestly. to
0: go with that, like, I like to tell people to um, find a methodology that you like. Find a methodology mm-hmm. that's attractive to you. And it doesn't matter if it's beach body, if it's Les mills, if you're lifting heavy things. Obviously, we would like you to lift heavy things because that's <laughs> what we're into. But uh, it doesn't matter as long as you're getting up and moving and just doing the thing. Because when you start to enjoy the work, that I've noticed is when everything just really starts to change that as soon as you enjoy change, yep. enjoy that whatever you know the pain cave I yeah. fucking love the pain cave yeah. nothing yeah. better than a 10 minute emom with deadlifts and hang cleans and I'm dying on minute seven <laughs> but I know I have to do it three more times yeah I'm
1: uh, that adrenaline's coursing through your veins and you yeah. might not make it through, but at least you gave it the good college try. Yes.
0: Yes. So let's, let's talk about some training methodology because you do offer, um, you offer nutrition and fitness training in addition to being an OB doc. Like you've got one hell of a resume. Like I'm, I, I love it. I was reading all of, I'm like, damn,
1: damn, right? <laughs> Damn. All
0: right, cool. So, uh, let's, let's talk about your, your Dr. Fit and Fabulous training program a little bit, um give them a give a listener a little bit of an intro uh some of the information maybe they could be uh contacting you about later
2: yeah so fitness fitness training is not my, it's not at the top of my list of things I offer to people, but it's there because everybody asks for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's very resistance, uh, resistance training heavy, but a little bit of hit in there. I think that high intensity interval training is important. I think it's more functional too, right? Mm -hmm. When we're talking about movements and those types of things. So fit and fabulous training method is, um, it's weights, it's kettlebells, it's dumbbells, but it, It's where you're starting from. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we can always modify things. If you can't do it, do it just with body weight to start with, you know, and, and work your way up and uh, my followers and users are are mostly women, mostly women, 70% women at the age range of 25 to 55. And so, um, it's very, you know, geared towards women, but I've got male followers too, but, uh, it's, it's for everybody. I do monthly coaching groups too, which we've finally added a fitness component to, um, which I think is, is amazing. It was kind of like I told people to do it, but you couldn't actually get people to do (laughs) it. So now we got more people lifting heavy things, which is just incredible. And sometimes it's the first time these people have ever, you know, tried this in their life and, and they're sore and it feels good and Mm -hmm. they come back for more every time. And, and that's, what's incredible too, is to watch the shape of your body change. Yes. Yeah. Um, to just, it's amazing what's underneath there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like today
0: I went to put a bra on and I turned and I saw the, I I call it, I call him bodybuilder ribs (laughs) because it's the back ribs that you see every time, like a a woman's doing her physique thing. And I was just like, Phil, (laughs) he's like, what? Did you step on something? I'm like, no, no, no. look at this.
1: (laughs) Well, that's, we suggest that people take, like, don't,
2: we,
1: I would prefer people just not use the scale for a little bit and take some pictures because like the physical changes that you don't typically, you see yourself every day. So like the little stuff that's happening over a month span of time, over a couple months span of time, like looking back at it, like. Whoa, where did that come from? For me personally, seeing
0: those changes on my body are far more uh, motivating for me than to see a number on a scale. Oh,
1: absolutely. Because I
0: see the number on the scale and it's like, well, did I poop today? Did I drink a lot of water? (laughs) Like, uh, eh? Right. I wasn't that yesterday, but I am today. Okay, cool. Like, fuck the scale. (laughs) I say fuck the scale a lot because you should. You should
1: just...
2: Put it in your closet for a while and not worry about if it. If it
1: helps you to stop getting on it, just destroy it with a hammer. Maybe it'll help yeah. like take some frustration out too. Yeah, mine
2: died. I decided not to recharge it in 2020, right. so I haven't been on the scale since 2019. I have no idea how much yeah. I weigh
1: right now. I, I weighed no in no the other day. I, I weighed <laughs> in a little
0: heavy, but it. I've been eating a lot, so I'm not surprised. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I do feel like women um, in our physiology gets overlooked a lot um, in the world of fitness and nutrition. Like Most things that you end up reading – about supplements or anything really is more geared towards men Um, what is the most common thing that you see women struggle with when it comes to adopting this type of a lifestyle change
2: yeah, so women are complex biological creatures. I mean, that is the hardest thing, right? So when I'm giving advice to someone, it depends are they are they in their years of fertility, where they're cycling estrogen and progesterone, is she on some kind of birth control, is she perimenopausal, is she menopausal? So all of these different hormone states are going to mm-hmm. you know change the way we feel and function and, and respond to different things. Um, so that's what, that's, what's hard for women is we feel like we do one thing and then two weeks later we feel differently. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, I think if you start to kind of learn and appreciate your physiology a little bit more, I think, I think it becomes easier. Mm -hmm. I think instead of trying to fight your body all the time, like, God damn it, why do I feel hungry all the (laughs) time right right for my period? Okay. Well that's, that's for a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Every single month your body is, is, these nutrient sensing pathways are, are looking to see if this is a good time to get pregnant. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Your, your
0: body's signaling you. We talk yeah. about that a lot. Like your body yeah. signals you, signals you constantly. It's just, are you in tune with your body enough
2: to notice? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And so, um, I'm a huge fan of, of cycle mapping and tracking and things like that. And I think that, um, one thing that, that um, I love to talk about is birth control because a lot of women don't understand the um, nutrient deficiencies that happen specifically Mm -hmm. with like birth control pills and combined oral contraceptives and just the uh, nutrient deficiencies that can occur uh, when somebody's on those. So I I love when people are, what you said, in tune with your body, listening to your body. Um, Now with that being said, um, Part of that can also, you know, our mind can play tricks on us, right? Mm-hmm. Our mind yep. is always to, designed to stop us from things that are scary or, or could be risky, right? Mm-hmm. To our to our health or wellness, and so um, it's difficult for women. And that's where that mindset thing, you know, kind of comes in play. Yeah, some days your body is going to say. Fuck you! Yeah, (laughs) there's there's straight up days. I look like I ate a
1: whole watermelon. What the hell's going on here? (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Like we've got we've got a shoot coming up later this week, and I'm just like, yo, uterus, I need you to cooperate,
1: right? Right? (laughs) Don't not be bloated that day, please.
0: (laughs) Um, so let's let's talk about Titan Games finally. Um, what was that like? I love The Rock. He is like one of my favorite humans ever. Is he as amazing in person as
2: he seems to be on television? He is exactly like he yes. looks on television. Yeah. Super, super kind. And I think that, you know, you don't get where he's at in life without without understanding about, you know, human relationships Mm -hmm. and how to interact with people and just being kind and respectful and, and, um, he's accomplished so many things and he could just walk all you know, walk all over a lot of people and he doesn't, you know, Mm -hmm. he doesn't. And it was an incredible experience, you know, to be invited there and to compete. It had been 13 years since I had competed. You know, I just work in my everyday life as a mom and an OBGYN. And so to get back out there in Titan arena and compete, it was like, oh my God, it just like relit this fire. And, uh, it was it was incredible. It was incredible. And the shit he comes up with, I don't know. What, like, <laughs> people are like, how did you train? And it's like, how do you train for right. that? Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. That was actually, that
2: was uh, one of, yeah. Well, how the do next you, question. how mean, was our next question? <laughs> yeah. Cause the timing of it, you know, when you find out, so basically I got a phone call around Christmas time that I was invited out to the combine. So you fly out to California and you're at this combine and here's like a hundred people and they're all like, ripped and jacked and smart and have these incredible stories. I got their leg blown off. And, you know, I mean, they all have these like amazing stories and you're just, you're so humbled because you're standing in this room full of incredible people and you're like, wow, why am I here? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so you, you do all these physical tasks, they do some interviews and things like that. And then we got a phone call two days later if we were on the show or not basically and so I was one of 18 women you know invited to come uh down to Atlanta so we filmed in uh, Atlanta Metro Studios because The Rock moved down there and he films basically all of his stuff down there okay so he was filming Red Notice which is his new Netflix show mm-hmm. in the one sound studio and then walking next door to film Titan <laughs> Games so like I mean talk about being busy that man is like right. you know that guy hustles yeah. Yeah, yeah you
0: talk about a daily schedule holy guap. yo yeah, yeah
2: I'm pretty convinced you like film Red Notice walk out did a Terra commercial. Walked inside. Filmed <laughs> Titan Games. Went outside. Did a Project Rock commercial. I mean, it was like he's just on the go, like a hundred percent of the time. But um, what an incredible experience! You know, I was one of eighteen women to be to be called there. One of the oldest women. One of the w- only, you know, one of two people who had kids and three people, I guess. And uh, knocked off two Olympians, finished in the top six. Yeah, because you know? so.
0: it seems like it's a lot of Olympians and then CrossFit Games athletes. Yes, yeah.
2: yeah, it was. There was a ton of CrossFit people this year. There was CrossFit people last year, too. Um, and... Uh, you know, it's interesting. They changed it from season one to season two. They, they did a lot more what I call like ninja type stuff, mm-hmm. a lot more overhead stuff, a lot more climbing and things like that. And, uh, but it's hard because some of the events, it was advantageous if you were fast and didn't weigh much and other ones were better if you weighed a lot and were stronger or could pull heavy things. And, it was just kind of luck of the draw because when we show up you don't know what you're doing right yeah. so you know they said you're filming on tuesday and then you walk in and they're like okay here's this chain link fence suspended from the ceiling and you're gonna you know run across this <laughs> chain link fence and then pull this i and just they, stand
0: there and be like you fucking want me to what
2: now <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't get to touch it you don't get a trial run you don't get to, like practice oh, geez. On. Wow. okay so when you guys watch the episodes and it's three two one go like that is the first That's time legit. that we have wow. done it okay um and we would ask we're like how much does that ball weigh and like, well, uh, close to 300 pounds. I mean, it was like, they would never actually tell you. Yeah. So it, I mean, the, I don't know how they come up with this stuff. It was that, incredible. That
1: was like the first, I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were like, yeah, uh, Dr. Seaman's going to be on the show. She's from, you know, Omaha. And I was like, that was the first time I watched it. And I was like, this is craziness. Like, and I didn't realize that they don't let you like practice for. I had a like, feeling. I had a feeling. I that think they it didn't makes it more you, But sure. I,
0: I didn't know for sure. And yeah, that's damn.
1: Yeah, is it like yeah. being in that situation? Then is it like more nerve wracking to do something like that?
2: in front of a, an audience of people. Yeah. It's hard because right. All these people are great athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're all used to stepping on a field or an arena or whatever it is, but you have to like, you had to continually keep your mind on yourself. Like this is a TV show because we would be in hair and makeup and doing interviews. And then they'd take you into the arena and they want to interview you some more. And mm-hmm. all you're thinking about is your competition. Right. Mm-hmm. You're like, Oh my God, get the <laughs> camera off my face. I'm like, not answering one more question. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, let's go. I mean, it was like, uh, you, you know, we need to like warm up. Right. Like, I mean, the CrossFit people, especially were like, uh, this is unsafe. Like someone's going to get injured. And mm-hmm. honestly on the DL, I guess not, this is public now. I mean, there was a lot of injuries Yeah, and we were in a closed sound studio and they last year was filmed outdoors. So they took this outdoor set and now now became an indoor set and there's pyrotechnics. So on Mount Olympus, which is essentially at the top of the roof of the sound studio there's all this carbon monoxide yeah. so people were like coming off Mount Olympus and like passing out and puking and like it was it was crazy it oh, was wow. crazy I mean it was the like push your physical limits to the max but in a really odd environment yeah I, yeah. <laughs> I
1: did see an episode where a like he would think I'm pretty sure it was a CrossFit athlete but he like Basically pulled something and was like not nor- like yeah we, we had people tearing
2: had- triceps there yeah. was all sorts of injuries um, after the combine even um, there was three guys that had hamstring tears and one of them went to RABDO and ended up in the hospital oh so my god I mean like wow it man. was it was difficult yeah and I'm thinking like okay I'm a surgeon like don't break your arm right right <laughs> let's
0: let's loop back and talk about RABDO for a second because um if if you're not versed in fitness you might not know what RABDO is uh, you want to talk about that. A little bit and why it's so terrible?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So essentially, I mean, you can go to rhabdo for a variety of reasons, but you know, people that do very extreme physical challenges, you know, we think of like ultra marathon runners and things like that, but you just take a really big muscly guy who rips his hamstring and, and you can get this essentially cascade where you just start like digesting your muscle. And, Mm -hmm. um, the unfortunate part is that it puts a bunch of things into your bloodstream and can kill your kidneys and you can go into renal failure. And, uh, and, and this guy ended up in the hospital, which is unfortunate so yeah yeah it's always always a fine balance but uh the body's pretty incredible and and luckily he's doing fine and good yeah that's good uh, everybody's healed from from all their titan games injuries we've (laughs) stayed in contact with everybody nobody died (laughs) good nobody died so i do have like what
1: we have to ask about this because like you are incredible, but we got to know what it's like to prepare for and compete in something like Mrs. Nebraska. Yes, <laughs> now we're going <gonna> <laughs> we go to, we to talk about that. We have to talk about it because it's incredible also.
0: You're also prepping
2: for another pageant, correct? That's coming up in Mrs. January? America is happening mm-hmm. in January. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny because everybody's 2020 has been really shitty, but mine's <laughs> right. I feel
0: that. I feel Here's that. Yeah, been
2: incredible.
0: We've Sasha and I have had this conversation. It's like you know, 2020 has kind of sucked all the dicks, but now it doesn't suck as bad because it's like if, when we recorded our first episode, we were like, "Yo, we know a lot's up in the air and a lot of things are shitty right now." Right. However, we're gonna do this. <laughs> right. So here we go. And it, I felt bad. I had guilt. I had. Yeah. It's kind of like survivor's guilt. Like I felt really guilty that I'm having an okay. Last six
2: months of my year. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting. You know, um, I never did pageants ever in my entire life. I, you know, was an athlete. I had some interest in modeling at a young age, but I actually, my mom took me to the scouting agency and they said... Uh, well, because you're a size 10, you're going to have to be a plus size model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here I am as a freshman in high school hearing that. Right. Uh, yeah, like the social pressures Jeez. of the world aren't so happy know, I wear no, a shit. size. I wear a size 10 in pants. So <laughs> that means, it, it doesn't it means mean anything. Nothing. It just means you have big legs. <laughs> yeah, and so and so, like I said, you know, I left Nebraska and I was like, I'm never going to lift another weight again. And um, to think I would ever get on a stage and, and compete at a beauty pageant was like, hell no, right? Like, right. So in uh, in. 2019, my neighbor, who is a former Miss South Dakota, I guess, I don't know, too too much wine around the fire pit. (laughs) She was like, you should run for Mrs. Nebraska. And I was like, no way. Right. But I kind of saw it as a challenge of like trying something so far outside your box. Like, I don't know. What if I did it? Right. And it was mm-hmm. kind of the same thing with Titan Games. I had a lot of self-doubt. Like here I am 13 years out from competing in anything. I, I had only been back in the gym. When I applied for Titan Games, I had only been back in the gym lifting weights for one year. Wow. For 365 days. That's so, amazing. you know, you have all these kind of self-doubts, but I have three daughters. And for me, part of my Fit and Fabulous platform is really teaching women to care a lot freaking less about what the world thinks you should be and to just be you. And for me, it was like, hell yeah. What if I could show the world that you can be a Titan and that you can be a beauty queen and Mm -hmm. that you don't have to choose which box to live in. Yeah. You can, you can have both. Oh man. It was like when I went to medicine, Uh you know, when I went to medicine, it was like, all of a sudden people were talking to me like, don't dress too sexy. You can't yeah. wear red lipstick as a doctor. You, can't, you definitely can't wear heels. Like, you know, it was like every time and place I was in my life, people wanted me to be in this little box and we want women, women to be small and to be quiet and to be this and to be that. And I, I just, I, I think it's an incredible thing to, to show the world that you could go from Titan games to Mrs. Nebraska. Now, honestly, I didn't, I'm competitive, right? I don't yeah. go only halfway, but I hired a coach. I'm coachable and um, Mrs., the Mrs. division is is far more weighted in interview and less about like, you know, there is swimsuit and evening mm-hmm. gown and things like that, but it's about having brains too, yeah. you know? And for me, it's just showing my three little girls to listen. You can be smart and you can be strong and you can be beautiful and you can do whatever you want if you're willing to work for it. Um, and so for me, I'm like, hell yeah, let's go to Mrs. America. We're winning this too. You know, I'm not yeah. done yet. I think that, um, it's a, it's another level of, of influence that we could have on, on the women in this world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And God damn it. We have a woman <laughs> in the white house now. So there is nothing
1: glass. Wear your shoes, ladies. There's glass all over the floor. That ceiling's been fucking shattered. I got goosebumps when you yeah. we were talking about that. Cause I do yes. think it's super important to teach the younger ladies and children that are around us watching us that they can do whatever the fuck they want to i have like there aren't barriers there's not if you don't put that like if you just don't listen to the outside voices you can be you can be a tomboy and and you can
0: be you could be the beauty you can be whatever the fuck you want Mm -hmm. i have the words ladylike tattooed on my knuckles as a as to fly in the face of everyone that's like you should be more ladylike well what the fuck is that that? Mm -hmm. what does that mean (laughs) it's just a word it doesn't mean anything oh
1: you think i should smile okay great
0: Thanks. I think I won't. Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tell us more about uh, where we can find your website, uh, more information, if anyone wanted to get in contact with you to email you or or what have you. Yeah,
2: I'm on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Dr. Fit and Fabulous is my handle on there. I've got a website, www.drfitandfabulous.com. Amazing. Very we cool.
1: like Thank you so
2: much for your time.
1: We know that you're super busy. Yeah, like, we've trying been, to nail I, down a time was I've like, difficult. I've been looking forward to
2: this for like
0: a month. I'm so, so glad good. you were able to come in. Yeah, today. you were getting ready to come in. Everyone's like, you good? I'm like, I'm just nervous. I've been <laughs> right. looking forward to this for a while. Sorry. <laughs> for
2: sure. Super excited to be here. Thank you guys Yes, for this thank this you so
0: much for coming in. And we will definitely, I do want to have you on to talk about birth control very, very soon. Yeah. Yeah, guys, absolutely. sorry, you're not getting served on that one. That's a girls <laughs> <laughs> only episode. Unless you
2: should pay attention. Unless you want to learn because, you know,
0: I'm sure that there's probably someone in your life with a uterus and it wouldn't
1: hurt to know more about birth control. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, we do want to give a shout out to our sponsor little movements apparel. You can find them online at littlemovementsapparel.com. They're cute. They're comfy, they are affordable, and it's amazing. stay put (laughs) when you're running. It's awesome. Check them out on Instagram at Little Movements Apparel for their latest releases. And if you see something you like, don't wait, because their stuff does move really quickly. Um, Use our code MEATHEAD at checkout. Save 20% on your entire order. Thanks, Little Little Movements Apparel. We
0: love you. Meathead Test Kitchen, Out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK.